the Fox show, um, you're listening, you're tuning in in your car somewhere, you're watching, you're wondering who are these guys, you know, I stumbled on, Christopher Walken's on the show, I'm not sure, is he? Maybe. <laughs> This week on the What the Fox Show. Well, I had asked your dad, I had said, because he had told me that they have those parody shirts, funny shirts in the Philippines, and they were probably hopefully cheaper. So I thought, bang for my buck, I can get a whole bunch of Falcon shirts that would be funny and that I would actually want to wear. As you get older, I don't know if you guys know, I don't want to wear like brands. I want to wear things that I think are funny or well, interesting. Miguel in high school. Miguel in high school? Yeah, well, you were a hipster before a hipster. So I find out the Philippines have these shirts. I tell her dad, if you buy stuff that's cool, I'll pay you back. He comes back with a whole bunch of different shirts and all the... All the men in the family, you know, the boyfriends, the fiancés, blah, 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 I get to pick from their stuff. And I uh, pick some pretty cool shirts. This is one of them, the fantastic breasts, and where to find yeah, them. Are we recording this? What? This is good podcast stuff. We're this is good podcast, and you are being recorded right okay, now. Good. You already knew, so now now you're trying to fake it. I wasn't you thinking. knew. I just was like, I this, knew. Good. this could be good. Up. You had an I idea. No, no, you'll always good. be recording. You'll always be acting. This was a yeah. good, that was a good conversation. I was just hoping we got that. It was a good conversation. Yeah. That's a good shirt you're wearing. It's very, uh. Very collar-like. It's very ta- target. It's very adult. It's very target-like. That's what we're about to talk about today here on the What the Fox Show. Valerian, A City of a Thousand Planets, co- graphic novel, Luke Besson, pretty fucking good director. We're going to talk about his movies, what we liked about him, the ones he directed, the ones he produced, and then we're going to go ahead and talk about this movie and why it may or may not be good. The reviews have not been very positive. But we're pretty stoked. We can't trust the reviewers, though. We've got to make our own reviews. I didn't yeah. hear the reviews are bad. They, they're pretty bad. Really? Some yeah. of them are saying it's pretty bad. But hey, yeah. I thought... He, he's going in with the right idea. He's going with no... I dislike I'm Dunkirk. I'm trying to go in very... Yeah, I said before, I haven't heard the original story either, so I'm trying to go in just like... Okay, yeah. Blind. I saw a bit of the trailer and I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Hopefully, yeah. it's good. And I do like his some of his older movies. I'm not familiar with all of them. Yeah, some of the older movies are pretty good. I mean, we'll yeah. talk about those, but also here on the Fall Show, we got to talk about one thing that's pizza. You guys like Ferris Pizza? Best pizza, the best price. I do like pizza. I do like most love in it. Thanks for California. That? I, say I like pizza. You I do like pizza. pizza. I think that's one of those things we all have in common. Other than liking movies in general, would probably be our love. One day on the show, we'll have to eat his pizza. That sounds good. Maybe yeah. review some places. So any other pizza companies out there can also talk about a part advertisement and uh, promotion uh, ideas for you and what the Falk Show. You listen through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Pod Director, and Parents Phone, and the text message I just sent you, and I'm pretty stoked about that. We have the creator of No Bullshit here. What's up? We'll just say that. You find them on YouTube. No bullshit in the house. It's getting pretty popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been good. It's I talked to some no people. Bullshit. Some people were like, oh, you know No Bullshit? And I was like, yeah, that's my friend. He was like, yeah, that's what I, dude, this is this guy. I know this guy. This guy? This guy? This guy's guy No Bullshit? <laughs> like, that's <laughs> awesome. I know this guy. This is my bud. You don't even know me. And you're like, a, you're like a deity to some people, but you're, like just, no, like, you're just like no, my bud. No. That's, I'm just extremely talented and, and popular. I make it look easy. Yeah. And I'm not trying my hardest yet. I have a lot to offer still. Exactly. And you do. That's, and this is your yeah. third appearance on the podcast <laughs> yeah, in a row yeah. from Planet of the Apes to Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan, to now with Luke Besson and Valerian. Thanks for having me back. You're welcome. Glad, glad you're fucking here. And here we have Miguel Felix, also a uh, bud, again. TV producer, TV worker, and overall, just as a dorky cinephile, I could say the guy knows what he's talking about. I've watched a lot of those movies with him. And um, one of them was Fifth Element last night, so we tried to get a little prepared. I was just on. Yeah. One well, thing I would say, one yeah. thing about when I was a kid, I would go to the uh, drive-ins and I would ask to get like the posters and the big movie things. And we both worked, worked in movie theaters. You worked yep. in a long time, yeah. and you oh, yeah. understood all the behind-the-scenes stuff. And you had to put those things together, right? Those yeah, displays, the, Mar- the Sandys, yeah, the Sandys. Those things were 
Yeah, they were awesome though. Yeah, because like, I took on a lot of those things too. But exactly. Were... Speaking of Luke Besson, The Fifth Element was one of the first ones I ever had. Great movie. So I was like a seven year old kid, and I had yeah. like the Fifth Element display in my room. That's and as awesome. a kid, I didn't really get it because I was young, man. I was you like eight, that's my oh, yeah, eight yeah. or nine. Same here. I I love the movie, but it, you don't get yeah, all of it. You don't. You, you just follow some of the story, and then you realize it's cooler and cooler. Ex- and then you watch it as an adult later on. You're like, holy. This movie well, I think I was luckier than you guys. I, I didn't get to really see movies until later. Yeah. And so I think I was about 16 or 17 when I saw that movie for the first time. And I was like, wow. That movie, I still to this day, you can watch any part of that movie and continue to watch the rest of it and still be thoroughly entertained the whole time. Yeah. It's yeah. a nonstop. And I, in addition, movie. just separate from even the director, it's a, just a classic Bruce Cast. Willis movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bruce Willis. And just he was in his prime. Bruce Willis, Chris Tucker. It was right around Die yeah. Hard and like all his best stuff at that time. It was so oh, yeah. so cool because you can plug into anything like that. We got to think of what was possible because of that. Because I was thinking is he hates what is it Paul Thomas Anderson, right? Yeah. He Paul W. No I, W. Anderson. Paul W. S. Anderson is the good one. The good one. Yeah. So he, he means video game movie. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's he means the Resident Evil movies. He's not a big fan of his movies, right? Okay. He's married to Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Because yeah, he gained her fame good. and yeah. momentum in acting from The Fifth Element. So if it mm-hmm. wasn't for Luke Besson and Bruce Willis, that wouldn't have happened. So yeah. maybe he wouldn't have had Mila to make the Resident Evil movies, and we wouldn't have that director. And so this is one of those many things that happened. He, he changed the whole exactly. Resident Evil. Exactly. He changed the whole Resident Evil franchise just so he can marry Mila Jovovich. Like yeah. that's, let's be real. And then that's Ian Holm, Ian Holmes, <laughs> who plays the priest, the yeah, Ian Holmes, who plays the priest, probably got the Hobbit because of how he played the priest a little bit in the Fifth Element. He played the Hobbit. Well, I mean, he's, he, he was, he, no, he, was not, he was Bilbo in the uh, Fellowship of the Ring. He was an alien. Two, two Towers. He's another great gigantic sci-fi movie. Oh alien. wow, he was an alien. He's the robot. He's a robot. I mean, so it's yeah. like he's so, been around for a long time. So you so forget he, the credits of the people in that movie too. And Chris Tucker with the role he had. Yeah. That's one thing I want to talk about. So let's just get into for Luke Besson. A few things that to me, growing up, and you guys let me know what you think that made him a little bit different, right? One of the first things would be like a very European, very progressive view and part of what i read and also part of valerian it is a very left-wing liberal view right very french very french yes <laughs> well, you grew up in st louis missouri i grew up in Bexley, california it's more conservative areas i had seen these i'd never seen a character like chris tucker before you know i'd never seen anything like that i didn't have a problem with it it's just something i hadn't seen and his worlds are very just futuristic obviously and like european mm-hmm. in the fact that they're just very they accept a lot more things than we do well it's funny you bring up the point um you know if you think back to one of his first movies we were introduced to yeah uh, leon the professional Oh, yeah. And that yeah. whole relationship between the young girl and then Leon, it's like, are they a father-daughter love relationship or are they generally in love? And I don't think you'd see that in a typical American, you know, director or some movie. This is like a different perspective, a different view. And like I said, the Europeans have a lot different, like, understanding of, like, how we, we generalize in, like, violence and they generalize sexuality so it's like it's really it was a different kind of feel even though you got both of those in that movie it's yeah it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting to see as a proud american of no bullshit how do you feel about that kind of european I, view? I think um french are a bunch of frog fuckers <laughs> i don't give a shit about anyone french or anyone they I'd do say that. that's not that's I'm not american nice. all the way yeah god bless america god bless america <laughs> he's crossing his fingers right now so no, i'm sure. kidding i'm kidding but but not about the French. I'm not. I'm kidding about Luke <laughs> Song, and his movies are great. A lot of them do are really awesome. And something I want to bring back to because you mentioned Chris Tucker too. Yeah. And not not to say the same thing. Uh, 
but he that was classic Chris Tucker as well. Oh yeah, the way he got used in and his everything, prime. and in the way he was um, acting, that's just great. It's like him in Money Talks or Rush Hour. It's like the best parts of it. Yeah, and he's not in it as much. He's not like the main character, but they kind of like plug him in as a side character, and it works so good. Mm-hmm. I love that. Part. Well, I would wonder going back to how we're all kind of conservative towns right here. Part on the What the Falk Show, witty informational conversations. So someone listening not from the West Coast necessarily or is more conservative place, like the majority of America in, in certain places, right? Yeah. Was seeing a different world from Luc Besson, the French director, thrown into our American audience and in our movie watching, you know, that we'd go see. Was that nice for us? Is that part of why we like him so much? Because it's refreshing? Because we're so used to seeing our point of view on things. Yeah. And then every once in a while, we get to see a director who's really talented action-wise and shows us how the world could also be out there, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think that's got to be part of it. No, and I think he's, he had a lot of freedoms, too. Like, like when we, were, we can even bring back to the discussion we had when we were talking about Dunkirk. And movies, you know, in the 90s had a whole different feel. Like we said, Nolan changed how they do movies while Luc Besson still sticks to the old style. Even like with Lucy, he still, he didn't, it wasn't that dark of a movie. It was just still a lot of fun entertainment action. Yeah. And it's, you know, you can even say like in the 90s, you got away a little little bit more. You could be a little bit more fun. And so you can have characters like Chris Tucker. Yeah, it wasn't as politically correct at all. Exactly. We we don't have to worry about different tones and different lines that you could cross and that have been pushed back now you can't you can't like say certain things anymore you anything like racy stuff is is worse yeah for example pop into my head american history x would probably never get made right now wow and then you're talking about the 90s and like that's some, some of the most crazy kind of shit that would would happen and not you know that's not like a pro anything uh, racist movie. It's just a very controversial. I like, think that yeah. ties back in what I'm saying though is about our American way of watching movies and doing things. The public of how we absorb things. American History X, sure, but it might maybe not be made now. But when you saw that movie, and we've all seen that movie, I feel like we were better for it because it might have taught us some things. Honestly, you watch a movie like American History X, and you're like, okay, there's certain decisions. I don't want to make in my life because I don't want to have these characters' lives. And I feel like if anything, there's some positivity to it. Whereas you watch Fast and the Furious Eight. There's not. I'm not saying that movies can change a kids' life or whatever, but you're not getting a shred of positive yeah. reinforcement yeah. in a movie like that. Well, that movie. I mean, just specifically, American History X is tragic. So yes, it's not something you want to. Anyone would want to emulate if they're understanding it. And then, but, at the same time, too, along along with what you're saying, it was just also just more indie, smaller movies were made. Yeah, like million dollar budget movies were more common. As opposed to now, you mentioned Fast and Furious, or maybe like a Transformers movie, or or whatever they're popping up for. Yeah, the, studios are afraid. To it's like bigger budget, invest money, focused. Yeah. yeah, invest money in those in those and, kind of projects. Yeah, yeah, they don't even bother with instead of making ten small movies, they're just going to make a sequel to Spider Man or something like that. Well, it's funny you talk about that. It's like you know, with Valerian itself too. The summer movies have all been big budget, like big blockbusters, except for there's been a few, the few minor, like smaller movies like Baby Driver. Yeah. The more independent, those have actually done really well. Yeah. Like I mean, next week, there's Atomic Blonde. I think that movie's going to be. Really <sighs> Atomic Blonde is going to be entertaining. We're, we're going to get taken with a woman. So, but one Depends. thing, talk about the John big Michael budget, and, and, and you talk about going away from movies like American History X. The thing that mm-hmm. sucks for me, and I think it'd be something of why I want to do a show like this and talk about this because I think other people might feel the same thing if they're around my age or as they get older. Mm-hmm. As I get older, character development and the humanity in a movie becomes even more important to me because I react to that because I'm older and I've lived through more. Yeah. More of these situations. As a kid, you watched a lot of these movies when you're younger and you have never been in that situation that's happening in the movie. Like maybe your heart's never been broken. Maybe you've never seen anybody go off to work. There's all kinds of different things that you've never experienced. But when you have, where you've been in that situation and you're watching a movie that talks about it, so not only are you entertain, but then the figurative language gets in your mind and you're adding your own experiences to it, that's mm-hmm. how you really connect. Yeah. Right? 
So like well, music, same thing. Yeah, and that's why I love like that's why I love movies, man. I mean, yeah. you can watch a movie one point in your life and then watch it a few years later, and you'll have a whole different understanding of that movie because yeah. you've grown and you've experienced those things, so well, now you know what they're saying. Biggest difference between Inception and Dunkirk, which is what I'd hope Dunkirk might be a little bit of. Obviously, maybe I'm in the minority. Everyone thinks it's awesome, and I can see why it's it's great for what it does. I just wanted more out of it. Inception, actual character development. I know a lot. I know at yeah. least about Leo. I know a lot. Yeah. I know he where he's coming character. from and why he's doing it. Like, it also has the love story, and it's a very, it's a more typical uh, Hollywood yeah. big bu- budget movie. I mean, it does have a lot of sci fi weird stuff, so it's not too cliched. Yeah, but yeah, that I think it's that first Nolan that shows the different kind of movies he was making at the time. Like around Inception was right after The Dark Knight, and he was just at his prime of doing these blockbuster everyone popcorn movies yeah and then dunkirk he's doing now and he's it's his movies for him i feel he's, like he's shifting yeah he's, like, he's doing like i'm doing my own projects. smaller passion projects i don't know if they're smaller or cheaper but they're certainly not like <laughs> well, definitely not smaller. okay well back to yeah. luke Besson and his yeah. passion project which i think is partly valerian it's a french comic he's french i feel like he's yeah. been adapting this for years right mm-hmm. a lot of different from the graphic novel itself movies like the fifth element were um did have a what would you what would you call it? influenced yeah. Movies like the Fifth Element were influenced yeah, from the Valyrian graphic sci-fi novels. Movies ever made. So one last thing we talked about it was color progressive. You know the color obviously is very European as well. We're saying the progressive worlds very European anti-hero good guys, which obviously is kind of simple. That's most movies, you know. But the thing that I think that makes that work is because the bad guys are really really bad. Yeah, and I feel like they're well, worse than a lot of, of, of other things. Characters. You're right. So they're so bad that even this anti-hero standing by this guy is so bad that he's like, oh, I'm not. You know, this guy is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Because I got Gary Oldman in The Professional who's like, just like, would just kick a dog and, and, and not throw a baby. You know, I mean, he took whatever that drug was. Yeah. Still, I mean, Same thing know. in uh, Fifth Element. You know, what he's was, literally... What was the quote, though, from The Professional? Is like, I'm sick of that Mickey Mouse bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After so he just classic. did like some, you know, meth or whatever. Classic. Well, yeah, okay, so Fifth Element was a bad guy. Joan of Arc, they're evil. I think a lot of the things, too, since, or, since I was mentioning the types of movies they're making... And we were talking about that. Like, I think Luke Besson has evolved, or I don't know if it's evolved. It's just it's just changed because, like, professional, yeah, and even the Fifth Element. I mean, the Fifth Element was a big deal, but it could you could still qualify it as like kind of like a low budget indie kind of movie. It's kind of like a, what do you call it? It's a cult movie in a way. Yeah, it's yeah. cult, and it took off. But it, I don't know if it was expected to take off that much. Um, it reminds me a lot of the Matrix Two, mm-hmm. like especially or not Matrix Two, but the as first well. Matrix. Yeah, because. It was lower budget, yeah, it was and, and it still came off as sci-fi and high budget and looked awesome, mm-hmm. but it ended up getting crazy. And I think as far as Luke Besson's movies, it's, you know, back in those days, he was starting off with smaller stuff, but it appears that now with Valerian, it at least is going for like a big, huge yeah. spectacle. Mm-hmm. It looks like to me like a, it could be a Star Wars movie or like another movie they're trying to do Space Odyssey, yeah. even like Guardians or... There was other ones they've done, like Ender's Game and like stuff that tries to go for that genre. Yeah. Hit or miss sometimes, but yeah. you can always tell. It's tough. Sci-fi is a tough genre. Yeah. yeah. We talk about Valyrian and say we want character development, but we know that's not what we're about to get, and we still want to watch I it. I think there will be. I think there will be a lot. Yeah, of yeah I think we're going to see. I think we'll see like the, the same tragic fall of the hero. Yeah. Like you can even say like Fifth Element, like Bruce Willis' character, you know, was a former like army soldier. And but this he, is, that's hard to do in a huge, like $170, 200000000 dollar project. Well, right? I mean, but it's still, the story's going to be based around 
those two characters. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a lot of explosions. I hope it's yeah, a lot of action. It's, it's, the, the digital effects it. is what's going to cost it a ton of money yeah. because it's taken years to mm-hmm. just for, you know. So one, once more going back to why the what Falk, what Falk shows witty informational conversations, go back to the movies he's done, at least the ones that you should pay attention to. Started in 1981 with a short film in France. It's more notoriety when he moves on to La Femme Nikita in 1990 Perfect. and obviously The Professional when he got on our radar because that movie's ridiculous. You need to watch that. The Fifth Element and then Joan of Arc which actually I watched once as a kid and it really fucked me up. I gotta be honest, man. Yeah, there's like a rape scene like right in the beginning and people are getting stabbed and Mel it's a whole war. Like, yeah. Also goes with the bad, bad guys. That was the Dark Ages, extreme religious people, like the worst. Yeah. Is she French? She's, yes. yeah. So it also so That kind of makes sense. So that was like big. You probably grew up reading he's, that story. It, that he's, big. he's not just like a a French director, he's like a French French, French director. director. French, he's from France. You know he's a I mean? French French. He's from France. Right? He likes French. Like, there's other directors you wouldn't, you might not even know where they're from. He's so French, doesn't even like French fries. Yeah, yeah. I, that's yeah, not French. Exactly. Fries. I like Freedom fries. Though. Like those Nolan, yeah. if you, I know we brought him up a lot, but but like he sometimes you might not even think that he's British. Yeah, you know if you look into it, it's pretty obvious. But but it's well, like, his brother is half American. Technically, technically, I think they both have dual citizenship. Well, Americans are British too. I mean, yeah. we're brothers. But well, he grew up. It's like they they they're pretty close. He's been in America a long. He time. doesn't even like Nolan. Doesn't even have an accent. In interviews. I was he listening doesn't. to him today, and he sounds pretty neutral. But you could yeah. you could still you can tell. But what I'm saying is is it's also about the stuff they choose to cover. Because there's some directors that will just make certain things that they're into, and then there's some like we're saying. There's a seems to be a theme with okay with um, Luke. Uh, I hope I'm saying his name right, Bassan. Luke yeah. Bassan. It could yeah. be. We could be wrong, but you're right yeah, because totally. he had a theme. He had action Bassan. movies. Yeah. He had action movies with some strong female characters. Wow, look at that. Well, yeah. Femme Nikita, well, the professional fifth element, all strong female wrote, characters. Joan of Arc, I mean, lo- strong female characters. And then he does three of the Arthur and the Invisibles movies. I don't even know they made three of those movies. I think Freddie Highmore, you would know him from Bates Motel fame. Mm-hmm. He is uh, the Charlie star of that. And he, he, yeah, he's the voice of that. I think Julie Roberts was one of them. I might, I might be wrong, though. It's a, it's Arthur a, and the Invisibles. They're like a, like a digital, it's like a kid's movie. Kid's movie. Like, he did all yeah, three. It sounds familiar. I don't yeah. remember. Probably so, huge in France. Let's be honest about that. I, I'm, I swear, that's, I yeah. think that's just something. And I mean, it's not I a bad thing. I know, I know it's joking also about French. just but. a great storyteller. I mean, he's written yeah. so many other stories. We're going to get to the writing. This is just the directing. So, And then next up, The Family, which is... Great Such movie. an underrated hit, which you didn't expect to have the, mm-hmm. the unofficial sequel to Goodfellas, one of yeah. the best movies Ooh. of all time. That was a nice little twist. Robert De Niro's awesome. Yeah. I just love it. I love it because... Is that The Family with Nicolas Cage? Uh, the Family with Nicolas... Nicolas no, Cage wasn't in The Family. The family guy. He was in The that's Family the Man. Family Man. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was Which they're remaking a movie just like that. The same name is Gerard Butler this time. And I gotta say, anybody listening better. out there, what? if you haven't seen The Family of Nick Cage <laughs> and Tay Leone, that's an underrated movie. It is, actually. Yeah. Your parents uh, watched it and they liked John it. John Cheadle? Yeah. They rented it on a night on like a Saturday. You were playing video games. It's a good Christmas movie. If you it is a good Christmas movie. Okay, Family. And then Lucy, which was cool, but, you know. Had a lot of potential. It did. It was know? very fun. It was a cool movie, and the concept was very interesting. Yeah. And it's hard, like, that's why we can, you know, we can bring back the Interstellar thing. It's hard to do a good sci fi movie, man. It's we're hard to create a mm-hmm. whole different, like, outcome of normal life and for him yes lucy i think came up very short because the ending was so out there yeah but again it's like i have to give him credit for at least taking the chance to create his own idea and create his own you know know, universe it's hard to do that so i mean that's that's why people tend to like knock it because like oh i didn't like it well it's 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 hard. You try to create your own universe and aliens and languages and stuff. It's I get that. I get that. You know what I like is you as well is his fantasy football. So random question thrown in. If you have the number one pick, do you take Ezekiel Elliott or David Johnson? Ooh, uh, David Eze- Johnson. David Johnson? David Johnson. Whether he's suspended or not, Ezekiel Elliott? The expansion is what makes me decide. Awesome. Here on the Fox Show, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, on your parents' phone. 
witty informational many different things fantasy football and movies two things i love very much i'm not the only one out there next up let's talk about the <laughs> movies he's produced taken awesome we wrote that letter. all three are watchable colombiana awesome was supposed to be an unofficial the fem nikita no, uh, no, no. Professional, professional sequel, sequel. with natalie portman but she's not going to do that but it was awesome the transporter which i love you love those I movies love do you like those movies brooks transporter yeah, I mean, I, I think I saw the first one. It's fun. I'm a Jason Statham fan. There's that one where Amy Smart like fucks him on that crank. That's crank. That's, crank. that's, that's different. That's, that's crank. different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Similar. Well, on crank. I mean, on in crank. the movie Crank. <laughs> yeah, in, in Crank. Next up is Revolver, which is a really underrated Jason Statham movie by Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Ray Liotta yeah. as well. Uh, what was the guy that's from that? A, that's a tough movie to Outcast. watch. Outcast. Oh, yeah, Andre 2000. Andre 2000, 3000, 3, 3000 yeah. He's, he's 3000 in that. He's 2000 in other words. <laughs> uh, next up is Taxi, which they made a Jimmy Fallon movie of Taxi with Giselle Bouchard. Well, there's a French... There's a, okay. <laughs> That's a good joke, right? Yeah, that was, that was good. That worked. <laughs> is it the Jimmy Fallon one? It's the Jimmy Fallon well, one. Okay, but, but there the, were four there's French four ones. French versions first. So I think he like, produced the Jimmy Fallon one. He wrote and directed the French version. And then versions. directed all three of the French ones. Yeah, and they yeah, were very popular. In, in France, France, they're badass. Apparently, like if you've seen Rush Hour 3 in yeah, France, like there. taxi drivers like are... Men of a jack of all trades, they yeah. can do anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's it's a kind of in the lines of like a comedy. Does like, the French version have Queen Latifah? They uh, want to they get her. Queen Latifah well, she doesn't is speak French. But oh, she's the girl in it. Yeah. Wow, I totally forgot it was Queen Latifah. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's the cop. Wow. <laughs> and he loses his license because he's terrible. And that was like br- that was like around bringing down the house time. Yep. She just yeah. got to do it with the Steve right. Martin. Remember when she's, Steve Martin was in movies? She's, that was that time. She's Steve Martin has no nonsense. She's like, all right, get in. She like tries around. Like if a, you you guys can see, he just nailed her mannerisms. You know what I'm saying? What he just I met her once at Sony he Studios. Knows. She was awesome. I saw her second time driving out, <laughs> smoking a blunt. She was a good. Place. I'll be honest. Sorry guys, you missed out. I was we need a video. Okay, that was very video. good acting. You guys are missing out on. Okay, and then uh, here on the Falk Show, we're doing our pre-Valerian Thousand Planets review, talking about Luke Besson and a lot of different. We talked about so many random movies that got to an American History X. I know. We, uh, we took this guy. What did you just say to you? So Interstellar. So a lot of Christopher Nolan. Well, we try to keep it sci-fi. And then I said, bringing down the house. Crank. Crank. So we're all over the place. So again, if you like movies, that's that's why you're listening to the Falcon Show right now. So I just I'm going to talk about this stuff and we'll see what happens. If I can get Steve Buscemi to come on the show, I'll also interview him about whatever. Say, hey. I will. I will also be on that. Exactly. You would, you would do that. Yeah. Like, so yeah. talk about uh, Valerian. Obviously, French graphic novel. Yes, we found out. Did you guys know that Luke Besson is French? Did you guys? I did not know that. Where is France? France. From, from, I, from France. I'm, I'm going I'm to sidetrack side that. I'm not going to hold it against him today. Yeah, he's okay. the he's the best, coolest French person I know. He's the only one I really know because I watch his movies. I don't really... You know, I've never met a French person and I've been to Paris. I, I mean, met French I, people. I was in St. Martin. I met a lot of the French people. They are great people. The Valyrian graphic novels, okay, made in France. Okay, so we didn't say this episode is being made. <laughs> I'm watching my friends. This episode is being made in America. Uh, think of like a futuristic future in okay. space. Futuristic future in space. You have uh, Agent Valerian. He's a temporal, spatio-temporal agent. He can go through space and time to solve mysteries to prevent the world from exploding. That's cool. Prevent Spoilers. the universe from exploding. That's. I think that's. No, I'm playing. This I mean, he setup. was going blind. He's like James Bond in a more futuristic, you. but his his realm is the whole universe. Yeah, Green Goblin. Right. Kind of. Well, yeah, something like Green that. Some themes, the Green Goblin, is, yeah, yeah, some right, themes of this, which I wrote down before I wrote down, or after I wrote down the other mm-hmm. stuff, which makes a lot of sense if you just read up on it. Strongly left-wing liberal point of view, progressive European. Shocking. Which I don't have a problem with. I'm just saying that's part I have of a problem with. It. <laughs> Wait, you actually read that? That's that's part of what their what thing is because they have is. they have a lot of sociological and ideological differences in all of these things. So it's a lot of yeah, it's, it's a lot of. How um, do a thousand planets get along in one? 
Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of polit- politics come in there, you know, different species, different people, all things that are relevant right now. Mm-hmm. So again, I think why, and you see it more now, I mean, in America, in many ways, it, from when we were like kids, from yeah. when we watched Fifth Element, yeah. I would say in a lot of ways, and not in a mean way, but in terms of progressing, America has become more European, like as we've gone forward, at least at accepting certain oh. things in that way. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, it's just certain things. All I'm going to say is that yeah. history started on 1776. Yes. Everything that happened before was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God see. bless America. Nice. Apparently. Okay. And uh, Valerian, A City of Thousand Plants is the third book in the series, I believe. If From the website I read, in the order it was, is that we have they have this actor from uh, Spider-Man 2. He's also in A uh, Cure for Wellness, which I'm going to watch later because I have the DVD. Chronicle is where we Chronicle. saw him. He's I know that. him as the Green Goblin. The Green Goblin. He was in that movie uh, Burying the Axe, I think. No, no. That was, sorry, Yuck, Anton Yucklin. Rest in peace. No, he was in that one with, um, with uh, Shia LaBeouf and Tom Hardy. No, the one where the girl dies. Fury. The one from, remember the girl Not dies? Fury, it was the... Uh... The girl from Parks and Rec becomes a zombie. He's oh, still dating, hmm. remember? My Life with Beth. Or... My Life with Beth. Or My Life like with Beth. That was a good one. That's Aubrey Plaza. Plaza. Yeah. Aubrey Plaza. Very funny, yes. actually. Underrated movie. Um... Uh, what's his name is in it as well John C. Riley. John C. Riley. plays your yeah. parent pretty solid dad. movie Molly Shannon as well thanks for listening with the Falk Show SoundCloud iTunes Stitcher Pod direct my parents phone the text message I just sent you and social media at all my social media at in all my social media at my WTF show who are you sending text messages to everyone yeah yeah your, your mom gets one I never got a text I send you I, you're, you, I see you just you know you know I mean? right there there's four taxi movies there's four in, taxi movies in France yeah okay that's, that's like having one good movie in America that is <laughs> well they tried it didn't really work out so. okay now we're uh, getting ready to go see the movie so what are we gonna say I say I, I, no I'm we're gonna say we're gonna say let's go see the movie oh let's go see, see the movie. movie I love how corny that is it's awesome you know what I think of I think of like TBS during a movie remember that growing up they have like a movie on a Friday nights or something and they'd cook well, TNT, that was like dinner and a movie. TBS. Okay, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a '80s kid, so now you know. It's not '80s. I was '90s, and it okay. was dinner and movie. TBS. Characters welcome. This is what the Falk Show post Valerian and a thousand. Wait, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Good I movie. Already forgot the title, but I would call it the Luke Besson space movie. Basically, that's what I would call it. This is his foray into yeah. space travel. Yeah. Star Wars kind of movie. French movie. It's it's no, France. He's, he's from I mean, France. He's so it's yeah. there yeah. Okay. Uh, overall, what did we say? We said it was going to be fun. I think that was correct. It was fun. I call it fun. Yeah, I think it was a good movie. I think I think I liked it more than you guys. I just the main actor. What's his name? Dane something. Uh, D- Dane something. Dane, Dane DeHaan. Some, yeah. Yeah. I just it. didn't think he was very good. I don't. I don't believe him as a. Yeah, like his, space he, his his mannerisms didn't match the character they were trying to portray on screen. Yeah. Like they mm-hmm. have a lot of jokes in that movie. It makes him very, you know... Um, he's joking about being a lady killer. He's joking about being top marks in the military. He's joking about being just this overall badass. And unfortunately, I just uh, I didn't buy he it. He seemed very young to be that... Yeah, too young. ...for that, that like, role. I like, feel like we could have shut down older. Honors. Yeah. Like, how many years have you been serving in the military? Exactly. You look like you're 21. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, in the future, people age faster. They get more abilities. You could true. Have steroids. Make or he could have been like an orphan, soldier. you know? He might have been like 60 years old, and we just didn't know because in space years, yeah. he's only like, yeah. uh, it looks, yeah. But I'm, no, I'm just like trying to defend it. But no, I, <laughs> didn't, I definitely agree. You know, his his acting was probably one of the weaker parts, but I don't think it like broke the It didn't movie. bother you at all. It, didn't, it didn't, all. it didn't bother me. I mean, I definitely see what you're saying. Like, he didn't have a lot of charisma or maybe just jokes and, and stuff like that to, yeah. to make him likable. But I think he was still passable in like 
um, you know, more than passable. I think he did like a mad decent job. You know? Okay. Nothing like that stood out. I liked the girl more, and I think she did like a much better job. And maybe it was like her part and stuff. But uh, how do you pronounce her name again? I think it's Cara Delevingne. Delevingne. Okay. Delevingne. So would you say this is probably your favorite of all her roles so far? Yeah, I think she really I mean, surprised. She's, she was great. She yeah, was great it was way better movie. than okay. other stuff. I think just um, she had more of a role. I, the only other one I really think of is Suicide Squad. Yeah, well, I've never seen Paper Towns. That's where I think she really. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that. I didn't see that. I guess that's why I think, and I don't think she was. I didn't think she was that weak either. I just think a better male actor and older. That would have made more sense though. She was she was his uh, she was under him technically in rank. Yeah, she was part. So she, he was the superior in that relationship, and mm-hmm. eventually going on forward, any kind of romance that might occur. So I don't know. It was great. I liked the action. I mean, some of the CGI was some of the better we've seen, right? Yeah, yeah. And I thought like he did a great job creating this whole universe that's completely different than the Fifth Element. It's yeah. funny to mm-hmm. see that he's done completely two different Worlds. grand scale yeah. like creations of a whole universe. Well, Brooks had said you mentioned Star Wars. Yeah, so it's yeah. a little more like that, right? Yeah, it felt like him, him making a more grander scale, yeah, bigger world, budget, universe, and yeah, different, more worlds and all the species. And I think a lot like Star Trek too. It actually resembles more like Star Trek as far as the multiple planets and then also them coming together and the yeah. federation. General, yeah. And there was like a lot, of, lot yeah. to do in the story. I mean, it wasn't a political story, but that was in the background, and they had the military. And the guy, and the, the Valerian guy, he's like a soldier. Yeah. So that like played more of a part in this one than I think like a Star Wars. But I wouldn't say it's, it's as much like Trek in a lot of other things because it's more of like an adventure. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. And there's a lot of good laughs. So it's like a feel good. Um, and it also had more um, heart to it. I, or not heart. I don't know. Because there's a lot of emotion in Star Wars, but it's just like really serious. I would say it was better than, I mean, it's hard to say because even just a, a little lightsaber battle is always awesome for mm-hmm. a Star, Star Wars fan, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I, it might be better than at least one of the prequels, I would say. Even with me saying the lead actor I thought was weak, which I think he was, I think it could have been like a really, really good franchise with yeah. someone a little bit better. And I think it's a, a pretty good Yeah, movie. I think that they were hoping that this could turn into a franchise. Yeah. But I... Am but the graphics... With were I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't think it could be... I haven't seen the graphics this good in a while. I remember when I was watching, sure. I was thinking a lot of times, like, man, this is this is really cool what I'm seeing. I could appreciate the time that was put in to show yeah. me this. I wonder, like, if the 3D, if it's in 3D, if that made any difference. Because there's a scene... It felt like it. ...where they, they go into this digital world, which is really impressive. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if that... If, you know, seeing it in 3D would make any difference. Well, it would look cool. You know? I think I think the graphics too. The one of my favorite parts about it was the originality. It was like the yeah. ideas that they had, yeah, and the way they used it. It wasn't just another space movie that was trying to look cool and does the same kind of thing with because the way they did stuff like the first kind of scene. There's like this virtual reality thing they did early on in the movie, yeah, and they had lots of creative ways to make the weapons mm-hmm. and stuff instead of just having your typical lasers. Or bullets or whatever. Yeah, it like, seems like it was a hybrid. A lot of cool yeah, ideas. Of like modernized guns that we know and yeah. Yeah. futurized it with like laser fire and stuff. So I, I can't say that I didn't get what I hoped in this movie. I mean, I hoped for cool space stuff, cool different species, like you said, different weird prosthetics and different CGI for different mm-hmm. things, and yeah. some cool action, obviously. Uh, Clive Owen ends up being pretty cool in it. He does a good job in his role. Rihanna, I thought, was uh, yeah, underrated. Yeah, everyone, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, surprise, surprise. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, yeah, but I remember... That was funny when he showed up, because yeah. I, I heard that he was in there, and I guess it was the credits reminded me, and then all of a sudden he pops in. Yeah, I, really I, know. I saw it on the credits, I was like, what? Ethan Hawke? I remember an article nice. years ago or something about Ethan Hawke has joined some Luke Besson thing, and I thought it was awesome. 
But I just already forgot it was this because I would assume he was going to be like the lead in it. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, so I didn't know that it was like a little cameo. I feel like cool. uh, Ethan Hunt's, or Ethan Hawke is kind of like, you know, uh, he's trying to do like a Nick Cage where he makes so many That's smart, yeah. Maybe he forgot to pay the taxes at one point. But he did, I was surprised because he doesn't really have any connections. I was thinking of him and Andrew Nichol, you know, the director of Gattaca, mm-hmm. and those movies in time. Yep. And he's in all his movies usually and things like that. But Good Kill is the last Yeah, Good Kill. I, I didn't, he doesn't have any connection where other guys did. Like, for example, the guy who plays one of the generals who ends up being, you know, he's, he's helpful throughout the movie usually. He was in Transporter 3 as the bad guy. Or Transporter, the new Transporter, whatever. If you saw the remake, was it three? No, four. It was a new one. I got the library. Library is a great place to get movies like that. It's free. Check out some movies you want to check out. Plus, bad guy is that. that are past due, by the way. I was checking. No, they're they're due. (laughs) I got a few more days. I got a few uh, more days. Los Angeles Public Library. Yeah. Connor it's a good stories. thing Los Angeles Library a very good resource so, witty informative conversation witty informational and informative <laughs> conversation here on the Wolf Falk Show you listen through SoundCloud iTunes Stitcher Pod Direction my parents phone any text messages I just sent you I liked Valyrian The City of a Thousand Planets at least mm-hmm. I like I knew what I was getting into liked it enough yeah, yeah it was a good movie cool story yeah strong ending you know I think yeah I think the critics ripped it too I don't too harshly I don't think it was that many flaws in that movie I think it was yeah. set out to what it did it just made me that certain characters or actors that played the characters maybe didn't bring it 100%. Yeah, and I think you really have to understand, like, be ready to watch, like, almost just a crazy version of, like, a, a really good Star Wars TV show or, like, Star Trek The Generation on, like, mm-hmm. a billion-dollar budget. Yeah. yeah. You know and what it's I mean? cool. Like, the reason I, I thought it, it reminded me of the prequels, too, and some of it's the graphics and the tone and the international or interstellar planets coming together and stuff yeah like that's all there too but i also like the idea the way it wasn't like connected to anything like it's new new yeah i mean obviously it's inspired by that comic yeah but it wasn't like it's just like a new story and it's not like connected to anything else that they created like their whole own star wars kind of like how star wars has a universe and then you know other movies have tried to create like a universe and yeah it's it's pretty hard to do it's new standard yeah you know, how and I think they did a cool job. Well, it seems like there's so many books that even if this doesn't do well, you could see maybe a reboot, maybe a different kind of Valerian, like a whole other story about someone else in Valerian maybe, or they just recast, yeah. or they just do a sequel. You know, But I think there's yeah. possibility to do more. Mm-hmm. So Luc Besson, as we talked about before, pretty fucking great director, pretty solid. This movie was as well. My expectations weren't as high as they were for Dunkirk, so it was going to be harder to really be that disappointed. But they basically were met with this movie. Thought it was Falcon good. Appreciate you guys coming on the Falcon Show. Random question time, Brooks. If Taco Bell said that you can have free Taco Bell for life if you got like a like a, a tattoo this big on your back, would you do it? Yeah. Really? That's not that big. That's not that big? <laughs> back tattoo? Free like, food for yeah, life? Yeah. That's a that's a pretty pretty good deal. Pretty good deal. What about you, Miguel? Yeah. Would you do it? Uh no. Why not? I don't I don't know. What if it was Arby's or just the restaurant you really like? That'd be tough. Arby's is a good one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't really eat fast food anymore. So. Okay. What's a better movie? Varsity Blues or the Adam Sandler... Uh, what's it called? Longest Yard. Ooh. Varsity Blues. Have you seen those? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Longest Yard. I've, I've seen nice. Varsity Blues too. I think that's more classic, but Longest Yard. I just like Adam Sandler movies a lot. Okay. I'm Varsity Blues on that one. Okay. Nice. So, uh, is Jon Snow going to meet Daenerys in the next two episodes? No. It's going to be the very end. There's only seven episodes this season. Well, I, I feel like there's going to be a big battle at that one castle they sent those troops to. Yeah. And then that's when Daenerys will hear of John because John will probably do some awesome there. Yeah. Last random question. Is it Game of Thrones related? Because I thought it was a pretty cool theory. And I've heard before, I think, 
you guys have probably heard about it as well. But obviously, you know, Brand the Builder who built the wall. Yes. And these other brands they've been. I think you know this too, that that might be Brand, just be- one brand. Because he continues to work and go back. Back and forth in time. And just do you know, this. He's the reason they're screwed, though, because they he were is. chasing that. Chasing but maybe him, this is the cycle. And he's leaving. Like he builds too. the wall, mm-hmm. does all this, and then eventually goes to that, and then it all. It's like the, the Matrix. Oh, dude. I was just about to say that. Something like that. I don't know. Jinx. Jinx. Okay. <laughs> From the Falk Show, thanks for fucking listening. Uh, next movie up, and I hope you guys can make it, would be uh, Atomic Blonde, which seems like taken for women. Yeah. With a woman. Yeah. But it looks awesome. But it, uh, John Wake. John Wick, James McAvoy, who was in it, who I have a weird feeling. I I don't have any, like I haven't seen anything just from one trailer. You're already talking too much. I I think he's a bad guy. I think he becomes a bad guy. Yeah, well, that's where I felt you were going. Why would you say that? Because he's going to turn on her. Hashtag spoiler, everybody. I haven't seen it. It's a guess, though. It's a guess. I agree. It's just a guess. Probably. Educated. He's a big actor, so he wouldn't have his turn. He wouldn't do anything. I think she turns on all of them. You think so? She's her own agent. That would be cool if that became a franchise, right? I feel like yeah, they can they can do a Taken with a woman and at least make three movies. They'll make some money. It's, I heard it's more like a Bond for ladies. A Bond for ladies. Mm-hmm. Nice. So okay. She's like CIA possibly or something like that. Well, this is seated movie. Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Atomic Blonde next week. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Pod, Direct from Parents Phone, text message. I just sent you all social media at my WTF show. I'll talk to you soon.